Hey listeners, Phil Rickaby here. I just wanted to let you know that Jess and I will be taking a brief hiatus. This will be the last episode for the next few weeks, but we will be back in the fall with new episodes, so we will see you then. I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I'm also an introvert. And I'm Jess McCauley, and I am a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. And this is the Introvert's Guide to... On the Introvert's Guide 2, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Introvert Guide 2, the number 2, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide to, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. Jess, you've been working from home since, I don't know, March last year, March 2020? I came around June. I got laid off and then came back. Oh, right, right. Because yeah. you did your, yeah, that, made, that makes sense considering the festival you work for. I have been uh, working from home largely, since, well, since I think around March 15th, 16th, our company went work from home. Now, around now, as, as we speak, companies are starting to have a conversation that some people are not particularly jazzed about. And that's the conversation about returning to the office. My you stretchy pants. My stretchy pants. I know, I know. Now, for a lot of people and a lot of introverts especially, this has been a glorious time of, of being able to stay home and not have to deal with all of the people in the office and all the office politics and conversations and just people in general and, and commuting and all of that stuff where we could just sort of roll out of bed, peacefully start our day without the rigmarole of other people. Is your workplace beginning to discuss returning to the office? Yes, we're... There's more so discussions of when we have shows going on. If um, for listeners that may be new, I work at a at a theater festival, and we are slowly starting to open up. Just with my job requirements, if a show is going on, there should be someone from my department that is there. If you are not required to be there, you can stay home. So we're currently right now seeing if there's ways that we can stay home a little bit more often and a little bit longer just to ensure that this goes smoothly. And they do recognize that re-entry fear is real. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there is the discussion. I do have to go back very soon, but it's not going to be full time, which is good. That's good. 
That's good. The company that I work for made the decision uh, a, a while back. Well, I guess like by the time May, June hit last year, the company had decided that we were going to be primarily a remote first company. We would have an office. We closed down one office. We closed down an office and then we opened a smaller one where because there are people who, who we realize may want to come into the office. But for the most part, remote first, live where you want, work from home, all that sort of thing. But I'm not that I'm not I'm an outlier. There's a lot of people who are facing the prospect of being told now you are coming back to the office and it's going to be just like it was before. Aren't you happy? And that can be really stressful. Well, for sure. You're expected to put back on a hat you haven't worn in over a year. It's been 18 months of not being in the normal atmosphere anymore. And I mean, a lot of conversations surrounding work environments have changed. Yeah. Yeah. The the validity of working from home has now been proven to work. And I know just like your work, a lot of my friends have mentioned that they're going to be permanently working from home now. Yeah. But there, I think there's an attitude in some companies where they feel like they will not be able to guarantee that they don't trust their employees to work unless they can stand over their shoulders and see that they are working. And that's number one, that's a pretty toxic way to look at your employees. But also having proved that for many companies, they're actually getting more time out of their employees when they work from home. I don't see why they're so like, it's more efficient for people to work from home. Well, you think about it too. How many people are late to work now? How many sick days are there really right now? I mean, I not to say like I always called in sick, but I got sick frequently when I was going to work. Staying from staying home has made me healthier. Sure. I'm never late for work. I'm always on time. I have way better communication skills with my boss. I find that the 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 doors of communication are even better with my employers now. Mm. So there are way more benefits. The there's also the the idea of of you know your I think the reason why you're not using as many sick days is when we worked for, when we worked in the office we might take a sick day if we were feeling like we had a cold coming on to protect the rest of our employees if we were considerate that way rather than uh, popping pills until we spread it to everyone but now since we work from home we just now we pop those pills work through and and that's that. You know, it's, it's, there's less, we are taking fewer sick days. If you are not as fortunate as Jess and I, and you're faced with a company that's telling you that now is the time when we're coming back to work and it's going to be just like it was before, you may take, need to take some time to prepare yourself. So Jess, how would you prepare yourself for going back to the office if things were going to be going that way? I have already mentioned to my boss about my needs. I have started that conversation. So I have told them that the fewer on-shift, fewer on-site shifts you can give me, the better. I don't mind if it's a slow and gradual work back in, but please don't make me be the front line that's right back in. There are folks in my department that have mentioned they want to go back. They're, they're full on ready. If there's other people that don't want to do it, they'll do it. And I think by me mentioning that to my employer, 
it was a lot easier for them to actually gauge with the rest of the employees and where they stand. They can mm-hmm. afford to move somebody to go back into the office a lot sooner and take those shifts that the others may not be able to take mm-hmm. or not want to take. Mm-hmm. So I have already had that conversation with my boss. I have already said, please keep me home. If there's an option for us to stay home, I would prefer to stay home. So yeah. that's definitely started. Yeah, definitely conversation is if you if you have a relationship with your company, with your boss, with your direct manager, where you're able to have those conversations, absolutely have them now. If you're not so fortunate as to be able to have that relationship, I would rec- I would recommend if you have no other option, make sure that you find a way to charge your batteries before you go into work. Make sure that you find ways to get away from the office to grab some kind of break, whether you are going for a coffee or something like that. I recommend that if there are smokers in your office, take a break whenever they take a break. You don't necessarily have to go with them, but go for a coffee. Because if you are if you're in an office where there are smokers, you'll see they take a lot of breaks and nobody bats an eye. So get up, walk out when they do. And then just go grab a coffee by yourself. No, it's so true. And just be prepared to keep your social obligations away from your calendar for a bit. This is going to be such an important transition for Mm. you. And it's so important to keep track of your mental health with this that... I think you're going to do yourself a favor by allow by telling your friends and family, listen, it's going to be a bit busier than normal for me lately. I'm retransitioning back into work. I'm not going to be available for a little while. If you need me, I'm here. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've already had that conversation with my family. I've mm-hmm. already told them I'm going back to work on the weekends. I'm going to be back on site. I will not have my phone nearby. You need yeah. to give me some slack when it comes to any... Um, Anything like anything that you need. I've, I've already had that. So yeah. just preparing myself. I know everyone's getting excited being fully vaccinated and, and things are opening up. I think not being a part of that right away is not going to do you any harm. I think focusing on this right now is important. Absolutely. If you're if you are in a position where you have to go back to your office, then that should be your priority is is is. Rather than all of the other socializing that people are going to want to be doing, and they may be putting pressure on you to do, you definitely need to make adjusting or readjusting to the office life your priority. Now, I know people who, I know of people, I don't want to say that I know people because somebody may be like, oh, tell me their names. But (laughs) I know of people who have been told, oh, it's time to come back to the office. We're not going to be doing work from home anymore. And they're like, excellent. I'll be looking for a new job because there are plenty of companies that have realized the benefits of, of continuing to have their employees work from home. And so for those people, it means more to them. Working from home means more to them than going back to the office. And so if you're one of those more power to you, look for that new job. If it's that, if that, if it's that important. I personally don't get that. I mean, again, it it comes down to what you need. I understand we're all different, but I just, I don't see why someone would begrudge a work environment that wants to keep you home. Doesn't that offer more flexibility for your own lifestyle? It does, but a lot of companies don't, don't follow that. They, they listen, they want things back the way they were. 
they're mm-hmm. still not trusting their employees, even though they've seen productivity grow up. They're tied to we need everybody in the office. Part of that might be we're still paying for the office and that's a right. huge expense and they're not willing to let go of that. Maybe somebody at the top is very tied to that old way of doing things, regardless of how people's productivity has been. But it's really old fashioned and it really, mm-hmm. you know, for some people, they would rather quit and get a new job than go back to the office. And and yeah. I don't blame them. Oh, I don't either. I, I mean, it's to me, it's blatantly ignoring your commodities. I mean, we it's already labor, right? Yeah. It's labor. You, you're going to get your product no matter what. Mm-hmm. I... I have a friend right now who's a little conflicted, who's going through the same thing. Mm. They have a small business though, but they also are going to be pretty resistant to the conversation of the five-hour workday instead of the eight-hour workday, which is a big conversation that's coming up right now in Canada. So, I mean, we saw a lot of change in 2020, a lot of conversations coming up. Mm -hmm. I don't see why this conversation of, do you need to stay at this job? I mean, that's, yeah. that's going to happen. Right. But a I think that, people- I think that there's a lot of companies that are going to find that, that they're going to have a hard time keeping their staff, especially their most experienced staff. If they're, if they're making them go back to the office and those people would rather work from home, mm-hmm. they're just going to find a place where they can do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's sad really. But I mean, like it really is exposing the work environment though. Absolutely. It yeah. is. Absolutely. It is. There's a lot of things that this whole time has exposed about the work environment. For example, all of those years when people who had uh, uh, disabilities and really needed to, to try to advocate for working from home for them and the companies mm-hmm. just said, oh, we can't do that. And then overnight they made it possible. And, yeah. you know, these are things that that we've shown now we can do this. You just have to want to do it. I'm going to tell you right now, I think the, it's good. Okay. I don't know if this is going to be a good thing or bad thing on my part, but I think one of the, one of the aspects of going back to work that I am not looking forward to at all. And it's going to sound trivial. I know mm-hmm. dress codes, you know, that's not a trivial thing at all. You Thank know, you. Okay. We have, we have now I have been fortunate again Many of the companies that I've worked at have not enforced a dress code. Mm. And even when they did, I pushed that dress code as much as I could. You know, they were like, we're not a jeans company. So I would wear black jeans or something like that. Like just, to, just to try to push the edges. Yeah. I work for a company where the, it, there's no dress code. Yeah. You know, if we're going to meet a client, yes, we have a particular dress code. But nobody's enforcing how you dress. First off. What a bullshit thing to do to somebody is like, tell them like how, why is that so important that we have to look a certain way when we come to the office and we are only going to be seeing other people who work in the office. On the other hand, like, why would we give up wearing whatever the hell we want to wear when we're at work? Honestly. No, I, you know what? I, I'm of the belief that as long as you are presentable, it's, it's a clean look. It's sharp. It's fine. That's all I care about personally. When I go to any sort of professional setting, I'm, I notice somebody who maybe looks a little sloppy. Yeah. Like maybe if the t-shirt looks dirty or something, I notice that. I don't notice somebody who showed up in jeans. I don't. 
there's no difference. I mean, there's a, you know, somebody who's who looks sloppy. That's one thing because that's that's again, if somebody shows up to work and they look sloppy, you gotta one. You sometimes wonder about what was their fit for the company in the first place, but. You know, somebody who shows up and they're in jeans and a T-shirt and they're comfortable, but it doesn't look bad. Why do we care about that? I have to now go through my wardrobe and see what I have because I'm, I have gained the quarantine 15, as yes, they say. Yes, as they, 15? I heard the quarantine 50. So Woo! maybe, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I haven't weighed myself in a long time and that's not a thing I'm planning to do anytime soon. Exactly. And we don't need to. We don't no. need to. No. But in terms of like the financial aspect of it, I now have to go and spend money yes. to find clothes that fit. That alone is enough stress. I have literally, I've been like, oh, I remember this shirt. This shirt used to fit so well. Put it on. It's just so tight around the middle. And I'm like, I can never wear this again. <laughs> you're like holding on to clothes and you're like, I'm holding on to this for when I can weigh that amount again. And part of you yeah. is just like, part of you is just like, that's probably not going to happen. You might as well just, you know, let those, just give let, it those up. let 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 that, let that pair of jeans go. Just give them up. Oh, man. Look, you know, I've been working from home for so long. I don't wear jeans very often, but I put my favorite pair of jeans on. Uh-huh. And it's the kind with the cute little high rise and they yeah, got yeah, the buttons. Yeah. The last two no. are so stretching. And no. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> we all have to go. We all have to come to terms. Because if we do go back to the office and we still want to look good, we don't want to be sure we know that we can't show up to the office in the pajama pants that we've been wearing with a decent shirt on top once we're back there. And we're going to have to spend the money and we're yeah. going to have to spend the money because I don't know, but like, I don't, my, my pants fit. It's my shirts. <laughs> my shirts are tighter around the middle than they were before, and I'm Christopher Walkening. Uh, I was going to say, what happened? I, I'm so upset about it. But like, <laughs> that's what's happening is I put on a pair of shirt, a shirt, and I'm like, oh, this is going well, and I get down to around the belly, and I'm like, nope, I have to burn it. It's not. It's no good. <laughs> I can't handle that. I, I need that on a shirt. <laughs> if you, I mean. You know, I gave a couple of suggestions about how to prepare. If you didn't, if you if you knew that you had to go back to the office and you weren't able to have a conversation with your boss about what you need, because not everybody has a boss they can talk to about that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So you have to go back to the office. What can you do aside from, you know, shopping and making sure you have shirts that fit and pants that fit for your own well-being? What other suggestions do we have for people to to get ready for, for, for going back to the office? Well, I've thought about it. And I think one of the first things that popped into my head is prepare to have lunches by yourself. Pre-plan where you are going to go to have that alone time to just decompress. Mm -hmm. And as we've mentioned before, don't be afraid to get up and go for a walk if you need yeah. to. Let everyone know, communicate, of course, but go for the walk. Take your, your alone lunch break. Get some fresh air. That's certainly something that's going to help. I, I mean, for me, having that anxiety in the back of my head, I know that having that option of at least having a place where I can go sit by myself is reassuring. But also, 
I, th- I think as well, like maybe waking up a little bit early in the morning mm-hmm. to prepare for the day is something that I also recommend. Now, I given I am a horrible, horrible, horrible morning person <laughs> for the love of everything, I cannot wake up for the life of me. But it's something I have to develop because I do have to get used to getting up in the morning and mm. getting ready and having a good breakfast and getting my cup of coffee. So we've we've had the discussion before about about you know waking up early. Do you remember what time I wake up in the morning, Jess? Yeah. I wake up at 5:30 and and <sighs> I she's like so pained by this. But here's my thing. I don't I start work at 8. Now I have extra time and I probably could sleep in a little bit. I actually plan to go into the office more frequently. So once I'm able to, I will do that. That's my choice. There's hardly going to be anybody in there. It's going to be amazing. But I wake up so that I have time. I drink my coffee. I read, I check out the news. I check out other things. I have a slow wake up. I, I shower, I get dressed and then I walk to work. And that's, you know, that lets me, it's a good morning. And when I don't have that, because I'm in the habit of it, the day feels a, a little bit more oppressive. But having that time in the morning gives me, it's it's battery charging time that lets me be ready for the day. And if you're going to be around people, I highly recommend waking up, you know, if you can't wake up at, you know, wait if you can wait, if you can do it, wake up an hour before you normally would. If you have to give it, if you can only do 30 minutes, but you will be so happy with yourself once you've had the time. And it does take practice too. Even if you, you know, if you try for that hour and you don't do it the first time, try a half hour before and keep working yourself up to it. Mm -hmm. You are, it is a, it's a habit. Yes. But frankly, it is a habit and it's one that, that you can develop, but you do need to give yourself time to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another thing that I thought about is I think I'd like to start making sure that my scheduling and time management is back up to snuff because coming back into the office, I need to make sure that my recharge time is used to the fullest potential. Mm-hmm. So when it's seven o'clock at night, I need I get one hour to do something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. It's my one hour to recharge. Mm-hmm. Then after that, I know that I want to plan out my day before, whether that's putting my outfit together, getting lunches ready, whatever it is that is, that's going to set me up for success the next day. That's something that it's going to be important. Yeah, absolutely. You really want to make sure that you've blocked off the time that you need. I am a big believer in physically blocking time in my calendar for things. Mm -hmm. Time blocking to say, like, if you have trouble sticking to a schedule, put and but you're a person who uses a calendar app or something put in the time that you're planning to use for the recharge whatever that is because if it's in the calendar you're going to get your reminder to do it you're more likely to actually do it than to get sidetracked by something else and also with that being said make it if you're going to do this make it enjoyable for yourself I know that there's people that that don't necessarily like the electronic calendar app, but they've bought themselves like a bullet journal and they mm-hmm. like using watercolors. So they'll physically make something for themselves. And that's yeah. enjoyable in of itself. Whatever you are going to do, make it something that's completely catered to the way that you learn, the way that yes. you process, the way mm-hmm. that you take things in. Absolutely. What works for me does not necessarily work for you, but if you are a paper person, if you like a paper calendar, 
make sure that you've blocked off the times that you need to use. It's you will thank yourself because you're more likely to actually do it. Oh, and who doesn't enjoy stationary? I That's, mean, I come, do. No, yeah, come on. You're telling me you don't appreciate a good pen. Now, hear me out. A good I'm not pen. denying it. I'm not denying it. Remember, yeah. we've talked. Listen, if I'm writing a new project, which the first thing I do is I go and I buy a new notebook and I get a new pen. These are important things. Important things to have. So good. Mm. I didn't go to the internet for tips. The reason being is because you're going to find enough on the internet about what's going to help you ease back into this. You and I have come up with some solid tips as well. This is really going to come down to what you need. It is such a personal experience. Mm -hmm. Everybody's work environment is so different. But what I did find were some interesting an interesting survey taken by Truity. Huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So in April, 2021, Truity surveyed 3,244 people who have returned or are returning to the office after a period of remote work. So some key findings that they found is senior leaders and managers are more likely to look forward to returning to work. 53% of those with management titles, executive directors or supervisors, and they reported feeling very positive or mostly positive about returning to the office versus the 42% of those individual contributor titles like coordinator or assistant. Strikingly, in one comparison of the data, 62% of those with director titles feel very positive or mostly positive about it versus the 42% of those with the coordinator title. So that doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me either. Why Now, why do you think that the senior leaders and managers are more looking forward to returning to work? We have tapped into this before, like just earlier in the episode. There seems to be a little bit of resistance toward working from home. I feel that with leaders and managers, anyone with that title going back in have a better sense of control. They have a better sense of gathering what's working for their employees, what's not. They, mm -hmm. they, it might be better communication in person. That to me might be why. Other than that, I, I can't think of anything else besides nefarious, like ulterior no, motives. No, I, I, <laughs> I think that you're on the right track there. But I think it has to do with, with people like like these leaders. Part of their job previously, they felt was interacting with people, mm -hmm. like the. You know, whether people came into their office to talk or they just moved around, they they knew what was going on. They had a sense of the office and all of that stuff. I think that for some of them, their job has been reduced to more to reports and having a more difficult time getting a sense of what the mood is on the team or things like that. In some ways, mm -hmm. their jobs are easier if they can go back into the office. And they have so many more resources in the office as well, right? I, I know for a lot of my supervisors, they've they've got so much at the office that does hold them back from work when they work at home. Having access to all of that must must make them feel better in moving forward with their work. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Another interesting statistic that I found. Women overall reported feeling more apprehensive about returning to in-person work. 28% of women reported feeling very negative or mostly negative about returning to work versus just 23% of men. 
And I have no idea what to make a st- uh, no idea what to make of that statistic. Um, I mean, there are some very surface level things you could think about. Mm-hmm. You could think that that working from home means that for for some people they don't have to worry about the whole outfit in the morning. Yeah. They don't have to worry about doing their face unless they have a video call. Like they yeah. there's there from there may be some freeing of time, and that's a very a surface level stuff. Perhaps they've gotten to, into the habit that they no longer have to wear a bra and that's a positive thing for them. That said, <laughs> maybe there are, are politics because you know what? In a lot of offices, um, a lot of office culture relies on women employees to pick up slack in ways that they normally don't. Plan the party. Oh, there's we need somebody who's gonna whose job it is to to we have the kitchen area. Somebody needs to go in and make sure that it's clean. These are the little tasks that end up falling to women in offices on largely more than they do to men. Right. So perhaps it's been a ple- it's been pleasant not to have to, you know, mom around the office while momming around home. No, it's so true though when you when you word it like that, because I've only worked primarily in settings where it's all women. And so we all shared the, we all shared those office duties together, right? Where I work now, we didn't really have any of those obligations that that wasn't anything that we need. So I'm, I guess I don't see it that way, but now that you say it like that, that Mm. is so true. Mm. And it's just, wow, what an awakening. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And, and once you start to notice it, once you start to notice it in an office, how many of the of, of these little tiny little menial tasks end up being just like the women employees end up being expected to do it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of ridiculous and it should be infuriating and it does piss me off. But, you know. Yeah. Well, when asked about which factors return. When asked about which factors related to returning to the office are most concerning, here we go, here might be some some answers we were looking for too, women were more likely to report concerns about work-life balance, 51% related as a top concern versus 46% of men. Getting sick, 49% of women listed as their top concern versus 43% of men. And generalized uncertainty, 26% of women listed this as their top concern versus 19% of men. Men were most concerned about the commute time. 53% listed it as their top concern. Why are men so boring? I know. Y'all are like, basic creatures. Come on. There's more <laughs> to things than like I'm always I'm always shocked when men are not more concerned about work-life balance. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I I think work-life balance is is so important that it's the way that we keep ourselves sane. And it seems to be that that like 51% of women are more concerned about that versus 46% of men. Like, yeah. I think it's an important thing. But gosh, men are more concerned about how long it takes them to get into work. Come on. I know. I know. You know, I, I guess I feel a little guilty of that, too, though. Mine is more so, man, my gas budget was so budget friendly. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, I have, I have a coworker and she's really happy that we're not going back to the office that she'll be able to continue to work from home because she had each way between an hour to an hour and a half of a commute, depending on, on what train she caught or whatever. And so that's like three hours out of the day. That's not at work. No, for sure. 
any time when you're looking at that kind of commute, I absolutely understand that being a big priority for you. But I think there's so many other things that we should be concerned about as far as going back to work. <laughs> no, it's so true. It's one of those like, you know what, you will get over it in time. It, it will sure. come back. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. You'll find the ways that you used to pass the time. You're Suddenly you've gone from like spending that time adding to your day. And now all of a sudden you are home. Oh, we can take some time making dinner, all of this stuff. You'll find you'll fall back into finding those things that you do on the commute. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think I don't know. I think is that, it a top concern. Not really. I don't know. I guess I guess it is for some people. But yeah, it's I find it very interesting. And, and I wonder if there's there's. Because, you know, you've got the, the difference between like the, the managers and senior leaders and how, how they feel about going back to work. I wonder about that this whole like women being more concerned about going back to work than men, because I always wonder about what is that divide and why why is that there? Like, why are men, why are more men? And it's not a lot of men. But why are there more men? who are okay with going back to the office as opposed to women. What is it about their work life that maybe, maybe they're just, and maybe they're family people and they're just like, they're really happy to get away from the kids and they've been missing that escape. I don't know. Maybe it's the men that are complaining about the commute that they don't want to be around. Mm, <laughs> Throwing a bit of shade in there. Maybe. <laughs> that might be it. That might yeah. Be it. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know. I, it's hard to speak to that just because I started a job where majority of my supervisors are men and all the subordinates are women. And mm. I'm going back into this environment and I have no idea what to expect. Everyone yeah. seems wonderful, but this is certainly going to be new. And I think maybe this will be something I'll be able to speak on. Yeah. Well, we when yeah, we'll see. Only we'll time will see. tell, right? Yeah. Have we learned anything today? I learned I'm not alone on this clothing issue. So that's that does make me feel a lot better. It was it was anxiety inducing. I have to figure out time to go shopping. I hate shopping. Listen, I want to I want to just like reiterate Everybody is has is looking at their wardrobes and thinking that nothing and finding that nothing fits. And if they don't, I think they're lying. (laughs) Thank goodness. But like, you know, I think I've also just been reminded that this is not something to overlook quickly. It's not Mm. something to throw into my schedule and go, okay, I'm in the office this day. I'm in I'm at home this day. This is something that. I should be taking a big deep breath, reflecting on this, making the time for myself, and also remembering that I'm not alone. This is a um this is a big trend with everybody, clearly. Yeah. Reentry fear is real. And I'm very grateful that I have a work environment that I can express this to. Mm. If you do not have that work environment. I think this is another period of reflection. Yeah, absolutely. There is, I mean, the the whole, the anxiety bit returning to work is we've had, like, look at it. We've had 18 months of this. Mm-hmm. 18 months, a lot of us, of working from home. And 
you cannot just flip a switch and go back to the office. There are so many things. A lot of us, a lot of people have found that now crowds are making them anxious. And so we have to figure out how to deal with that. How do I deal with rush hour if rush hour becomes a thing again and I'm stuck in a crowd? These are serious things that we have to consider uh, about Mm -hmm. returning to work. And we have to find a way to ease into it. And we have to hopefully be able to talk to our employers about working with us to ease back into it. 